Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Yes, people. This is Nigel from Orange Sky, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Boom! Hi, this is Christy Hemi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Richard Christie, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Chris. And Maria from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. All right. Hey, this is Chris from Lamb of God, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Every Sunday on the Independent Film Channel, they're a rock band by night and a kids' band by day. It's Z-Rock, an all-new episode. You're supposed to be our lead singer. Lead us! I can't lead morons! Is there any chance instead of opening up for Kiss tonight, we're opening up for Mini Kiss? Z-Rock, the show critics call a grade-A treat, returns. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Don't miss an all-new episode of the IFC original hit comedy, Z-Rock, every Sunday night at 11, 10 Central. The rock gods are smiling on us. Only on IFC. I feel alive! Hey, welcome to Talking Metal. Stay tuned. We got Nigel from Orange Sky coming up later in the podcast. We are hanging out at Bionic Studios in New York City. How you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good, man. Having two drinks right now. I'm having a pineapple smoothie, courtesy of Bria, who works here. And I'm having a Spaten beer. Looks like it's from Munich. It says Optimator on it. And it also has something to do with Metal Mike because when... We attended the Mark Striegel 39 and a half birthday party. Uh, metal Mike brought this kind of beer because it's kind of a metal name, Optimator. I think. Cool. Did not know that. But there were some left over in my refrigerator, and I drank one, and it was uh, definitely good. By the way, uh, let's just uh, first start off by saying the ultimate sin. We said in one of these past podcasts when Eric uh, Bones of Steel had joined us, we were mentioning that Ultimate Sin by Ozzy Osbourne was not available on iTunes. Correction, it is on iTunes. So, But, but we weren't totally wrong because there was a, a period of time where it disappeared from iTunes. But it's definitely there now, so who knows why that had happened. Uh, what else? There is a new password for the forums. It is the name of the band that covered Overkill, the song by Motorhead, on the Fuse TV show, Talking Metal on Fuse. So if you know the name of that band, you are permitted to join us on the Talking Metal forums. We'd love to have you join us. A lot of great discussion goes on there. 
And uh, we just have a blast hanging out on the Talking Metal forums. Fan-run forums, by the way. No doubt about it. Thanks to Exciter and Shotaholic and all of the cool people. I, I know I'm forgetting like a zillion of you guys, but um, all of you dudes are amazing. And uh, you're on there more than I am, which is just great. And, and I can't thank you guys enough. And believe me, I am on as, as much as possible. And I think you guys would notice that I am definitely on a little more than I have been. So thank you, Z-Man, uh, the number one dude. He is the craziest poster. He has like 5,000 posts, I think. Yes, he does. And Swashbuckle, our good friends from New Jersey, a.k.a. the uh, pirate ship, uh, have signed to Nuclear Blast. Uh, they actually did that a while ago. They are no longer on Cue Ball's label. They have gone big time. They have signed with Nuclear Blast, and Bumblefoot discovered these guys. He worked on, I believe, did some work on their first record. He's done some work on their second record, which is now out, and it is called Back to the Noose. This song is called Scurvy Back by Swashbuckle.
So, guys, a little bit of controversy happening involving me, of all people, who would have thunk it. Um, we received a letter recently that Mark has in his hand, and about a month ago, uh, we received another letter that I intended to have with me, and I unfortunately don't have. Um, and this was a letter from a female fan of both Talking Metal and Orange Sky, who we're going to have Nigel coming up from Orange Sky. And, uh, and she basically uh, took a look at the Lady Space page and, and said, you know, what is up with the people on the Lady Space page? And, and basically she felt that maybe I was only featuring some of these, you know, girls that look like they were in the Girls, Girls, Girls video and not normal girls who really like metal. And let me address that. Actually, before I address it, let me get into the letter, and then I'll address both of you guys. Here's the letter. It's from Ian. It says, Hey, guys, I think you totally missed the point when that woman complained about your obsession with connecting strippers with metal. I mean, would you have been so comfortable making that connection, essentially relegating women to stupid fuck objects with, say, Angela Gasso on the room? Point is, metal is slowly growing up in regards to women. You've got ass-kick women in Arch Enemy, Luna Mortis, Nightwish, and similar bands, Kylisa, Otep, Abigail Williams, and on and on and on, and I seriously doubt there's much pole dancing in the mix. The days of Gene Simmons, Brett Michaels, and Motley Crue are over, except in crap reality shows and cash-in tours. In short, the stripper-slash-metal connection is the stuff of creepy old degenerates and 14-year-olds with stunted imaginations. In short, do you really think bands like Gojira... Cult of Luna, Dark Tranquility, Mastodon, Isis, Ramstein, Wolves in the Throne Room, Kralis, and endless other metal grown-ups mix music with strippers. Love you guys, but metal's growing up. Your show should follow. Best from New York City, Ian. Can I comment on this first? Yes, you can. Yeah. Ian is, first at the top of his letter, he was referring to a super old podcast from probably like literally two or three years ago where a woman wrote in complaining that we said something about a stripper or something. And I I got the vibe from that woman that she was more of a soccer mom type of lady who loved metal and wanted to, you know, be able to listen to these podcasts in the car in front of her kids. And she was upset. I, I don't remember the, what the exact letter, it was so long ago. It was years ago. This guy, Ian, apparently is listening to podcasts from many years ago, which is cool. We encourage you all to do that. Um, I feel that Ian and th- whoever that woman was were, are probably coming from totally different places. Ian to me seems like a New York City guy, and there's a lot of people like this here in New York City who are extremely out of touch with the rest of the country, and that's just the vibe I get from Ian, and it's partly because he says he lives in New York City, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I Believe me, I, I relate to it, um, but, you know, I, I, I have to say that, that, that first of all, 
no one forces anybody to be a stripper. I mean, they, they, they choose to be a stripper. I find personally most of them pretty pathetic and sad. And, uh, you know, I I haven't, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the one to, to, you know, really celebrate them. But, you know, if you want to take your clothes off, you can, you know, and if you want to pose in a sexy pose, you can. And I disagree with you. I think a lot of these bands today still do end up at strip clubs after their their concerts. I know they do. And I think a lot of them do end up hooking up with stripper girls or stripper-esque girls. There are other ones that don't, you know. And the thing is that some of these female-fronted bands that you mentioned... The fact that they have a female singing for them has actually helped set them apart and maybe even helped sell them because they do have, in some of the cases, uh, an attractive female singing for them. Um, So, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of talking off the top of my head. But but I do do feel that as a woman, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. And that can be go work in an office. And I believe you should make absolutely the same amount of money that your male counterparts make if you want to go take your clothes off at a strip club you should be allowed to do that if you want to um you know go front a heavy metal band you should be able to do that women can do whatever the hell they want and they do and strippers i i mean this guy i i don't know he must not have ventured outside of the east village for a long time because strip clubs are alive and well throughout this country they're flourishing maybe even more so than they did in the 1980s again i'm married i have stopped going to places like that but you know i mean go to las vegas go to the west coast and it's it's you know it it's something that you'll see people of all ages it's not like young people have have stopped you know dealing in sex the pornography industry is bigger than it's ever been you know and and believe me a lot of these porno chicks are hanging out with rockers you know and sure some of them i'm sure some of these bands do not hang out with with that type of people but others do and including some of the bands you mentioned yeah, so anyway, I'm going to uh, address both Ian's letter and then I'm so sorry that I don't have the letter in front of me from the woman who had uh, sent in the letter regarding the Lady Space section on on the site. And she also sent in some photos of herself and uh, some of her friends who were not the stripper type, but they were definitely into metal and they were definitely cool and we want to feature those photos uh, somewhere on Talking Metal as well. So we, we are going to do that for sure. Um Hang on once I'm giving the letter back to Mark. So here's the thing. Uh, let, me, let me first uh, address Ian. And um, Ian, uh, thanks for your letter, first off. And, and um, you, know, uh, you know, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, uh, but I also agree with a lot of what Mark's saying. And I know that I'm kind of more of the culprit on Talking Metal that talks about the strippers and features some strippers in uh, some of the stuff that I do, like, for example, in Lady Space and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know what's really funny about strip clubs is that uh, people who who live in in you know small towns and not cities and and people who don't really deal in the media industry and even some of the people that do deal in the media industry seem to think that 
you know, the girls who are strippers are, are not real smart and, you know, it's such a degrading thing. And, and let me tell you, um, the, the strippers that I know, um, I mean, there, there are different levels of strippers, as everybody could imagine. And literally the ones that I know, basically, and I don't want to blow their cover, but, you know, they're laughing all the way to the bank. They're, they're walking out with like thousands of dollars a day. And, uh, you know, they have no intention of hooking up with the guys that go to the strip clubs. And, you know, it, usually it's the opposite. It's, it's usually that the guys that go to the strip clubs are kind of the pathetic ones. And the uh, girls are just, you know, 20 bucks every two minutes when, you know, the song ends and they'll dance around in front of you. And, you know, uh, you know, a guy in a half hour will drop 100 bucks and, and, and uh you know, I, it, at least the girls that I know are the ones that are making the money and, and the guys are kind of like crying, you know, when they're leaving the place. But having said that, uh, I do want to address this whole lady space issue. And the reason that the girls look like they look on the lady space section is because these are just friends of mine. And that's what lady space is about. People that I'm friends with. And I guess that maybe a lot of my friends happen to either look like strippers. A few of them are strippers, but not all of them are. So not everybody that you see on lady space is a stripper, even if they might be posing in like a sexy pose or maybe clothing that would kind of relate itself to strippers. But I have to say that I personally like the people who are strippers, like I, I've gotten to be good friends with, with a lot of them, and um, I think that they're cool. I, I don't. Uh, I think if you get enough guts to get up on stage and take your clothes off, you deserve a buck tip here and there and twenty bucks a song. I, I really do think you deserve that because uh, you know I don't think I'd have enough guts to dance around in a strip club. Yeah, well, I mean, we could talk about this all day. I just think that most of these strippers have a mental issue that they were abused by their their father or something, and there are the, you know, and a lot of them have drug addiction problems, which, you know, is a whole other story. But there are some of them that choose to do this for other reasons. And like I said, listen, they can do whatever they want, you know, and, and, and people like Gene Simmons and whoever else you, you you mentioned there, Brett Michaels. I mean, I give these guys credit because they, Gene, for example, doesn't fake it. You know, he, he'll, he'll tell you that he likes the stuff, that he, maybe he likes to see, you know, a girl who's nude with fake breasts or something. That's his, that's his deal. And if, if, if he likes that, he will tell you. He's not a guy who, you know, goes around and pretends to be something he's not, which it's just so funny that pornography is, you know, eaten up by, you know, these people who claim to be such wholesome people. And, and, you know, the, the, the hotel chains are, are one of the biggest outlet for, Pornography, and these are businessmen on trips, you know, who are basically indulging in the pornography and will never tell. And when it comes out in public, oh, that's just horrible, horrible stuff. But here, a guy like Gene Simmons will just admit it, you know, that 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 he watches it, and and it's not as dirty or evil as I think it needs to be. And again. This conversation has probably made absolutely no sense. But I think what Ian was saying is is we're acting like scumbags by somehow endorsing stripper behavior. And I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying that that women and men can do whatever the hell they want and freedom for everybody. And I'm just saying thank you both um, 
and actually all three people, the woman who wrote in a long time ago, the uh, woman who sent in the cool photos, who's the Orange Sky fan, and we're going to find a way to post those on Talking Metal, and Ian, thanks to all of you guys for your comments. We totally appreciate you being Talking Metal listeners, and we totally appreciate hearing your opinions. And like I said, I agree with a little bit of everything. And, you know, I love Gene Simmons. I love Brett Michaels. But, yes, I also love Ramstein and... You know, Dark Tranquility and all those guys, too. So um, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, there's a little bit for everybody in heavy metal and talking metal. And, uh, you know, we love having the discussion. So anyway, guys, we we have a a good show, uh, which is probably about half over now. But uh, we've got a really cool interview with Nigel from Orange Guy. and, And he was a really, really nice guy. These guys told us basically the history of how they came about and uh, were really, really a treat to talk to. And I had a blast when we did that episode of Talking About Alive. That's where this interview actually comes from. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm ready to get into the interview. Let me just see if we have any other bits of news I wanted to mention. Uh, There's the Facebook page and club now. You guys should all join that. And uh, basically, I wanted to say keep your emails short, guys, because I think they get a better chance of, uh, of, they have a better chance of being read if they're a little bit shorter. There's been like a few like three-page emails, which I, I just, they're just too long to read on the podcast. Uh, especially when we discuss your emails for a full 15 minutes like we just did the last one. But uh yeah, so let's get into the let's get into the interview right now on uh, talking metal. Here's Nigel from Orange Sky. We just did some uh hits off the uh flask here. So everything is nice and we have on the line actually waiting for us Nigel from Orange Sky. Can we put Nigel through? Hey, bro. How are you doing, man? Good, Nigel. How are you doing, man? All right. Very good, man. Thanks for having me on tonight, brother. Well, thank you for calling in. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with you. The album, That Is Voodoo. Am I pronouncing that properly? Yes, that's right. That Is Voodoo. Now, this was an album that came out about a year ago, but it's been recently re-released in the States. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, actually, this album was available since... uh, since October last year, but it was only formally released in stores uh, since February 17th. Oh, I got you. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit about, for, for the Talking Metal listener who might not have any idea of of uh, what Orange Sky is all about, take us back. Tell us a little bit about the band, the members, and the history. Well, you know, Orange Sky has been in existence for a long time because we're from a small island in, in the Caribbean called Trinidad. Sure. And everybody knows everybody, you know. So that my brother is also in this band, and uh, we found the band together. He plays bass. That's Nicholas. So we've been jamming together forever, you know, and we knew Richard, our keyboard player. We knew Obasi, our drummer, you know, Mark, our other guitar player. We've known each other forever, you know what I mean? So we all started playing around the same time, and as soon as we started to form this, put together this this music, you know, it was mainly as a vessel for my songwriting, you know? Right. And um, for us to just sort of, like, just have a good time, you know? Um, In 2004, um, it was the first time that we got a chance out to the Caribbean to put an album out, and we were dealing with Granite Universal out to the West Coast. Okay. And um, they put the album called Upstairs out, 
in late 2005, and we did a 44-city tour with Ingve Mamstein, opening for Ingve. Cool. On his Unleash Your Fury tour. So we basically toured the whole of the States, doing 44 cities, trying to promote the first album. And as soon as the tour was over, we got the news from the record label that they had gone bankrupt. Oh, man. No. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, we were sent back to the island for two years, all suicidal and all feeling hopeless and everything. And we just put our shit together, and we ended up coming up with That Is Voodoo material. And we decided to go and, uh, and record it, and Star City got a wind of it, and got in touch with us. And last year, January, we, we, we signed the actual recording deal with them and you know um with the promise that they're going to put the album out and put us out on the road to to try to support the album you know what i mean try to make some new friends every night in your beautiful country you know excellent well i wanted to talk about the music from the states and the fact that uh you said that you and your brother used to listen to a radio station i think the show uh it was on thursday nights called rock concert and they played music by ozzy the scorpions priest and that's kind of how you guys got into metal is that correct very true that's exactly how we got into it and um uh, you know those guys eventually started to make a really lot of money because they're the guys that opened the record stores we started off at small record stores. It turned into really huge record stores. And you can go and buy all your rap, Twisted System, Motley Crue, Judas Priest, Ozzy, Kiss, Dokken, Scorpions, all that good 80s, you know, stuff. And um, you get T-shirts and posters and all that stuff as well. And it just, you know, we got in tune with the whole scene that was going on, you know, and musically. And we were 10 at the time. I was like 11 years old at the time. Nicholas was like six, you know. Wow. So... We all grew up listening to that stuff, you know. And those guys, um, eventually, because of the radio station, the radio show's popularity, realized that a lot of people in Trinidad love metal and love rock, you know. Wow. So, cool. Yeah, but, man. but you guys have other influences. When you listen to your, your, your music, you're not just strictly drawing from metal. Can you talk about some of the other musical influences that you guys have yeah, outside man. of the metal world? Of course, absolutely. Well, as you know, we're from the Caribbean, so, you know, music of Bob Marley and Jacob Miller, Peter Tosh, you know, all these things. Right. Also a big part of our influence and what we grew up listening to, you know. So there's a lot of that. Plus, you know, I listen to a lot of Yes and Frank Zappa. And, oh, cool. You know, King Crimson, a lot of crazy, you know, old school stuff like that. Early Yes and early Pink Floyd, you know. Definitely. You're all over. You got metal, you got Floyd, you got Bob Marley. That's that's great. It's great. And I think it's so cool that, you you know, you guys, your influences were the greats of all the genres, basically. And and it brings me to the question that you guys have actually opened up for people of all different genres, everybody from from metal bands like Yngwie, but to people like Ludacris as well. Yeah, man. Um, We've been lucky in Trinidad to also have two good, really good concert promoters. So every year they throw a few concerts and, you know, they've started, they've bought a good few rock, hard rock, classic rock bands and some new new age metal bands as well. And we've we've always been lucky enough to get the spot to open for them, you know? Very so cool. we've done everybody from Six Feet Under, Hate Breed, New School, you know, stuff. We've done some um, Dokken, Skid Row, Night Ranger, Scorpions, you know? Starship, Survivor. Hey, I saw Starship. Wow. Very cool. I love it. Yeah, man. And yeah, you got man. King's X coming up. That's going to be a cool tour. Yeah, man. We have King's X coming up. And we actually did one show in uh, in the Phoenix Tavern in Kentucky a few months back. 
and we opened for King's X for the first time and actually got to see them live, man, for Great one band. night. And it really went over so well that, you know, got to meet the guys as well. And they are heroes from a from long time ago, you know? Sure. And um, just to see them live and to actually interact with them was just a, such an amazing privilege, you know? So it's very surreal right now that we're actually going to go on the road with them and they dug our stuff enough to give us a break, you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to being around them and feeding off of their vibe every night, just like we did with Ingve, and trying to turn their people into our people as well, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know King's X has a pretty open-minded type of, type yeah, of thing so. going on, you know what I mean? So it's love. We Right now we're just so excited, I can't even tell you. Well, you know what? I'm looking at your tour dates, and uh, we're, of course, in the New York, New Jersey area, but I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so I'm looking to see if there are any Pennsylvania dates. And here's the craziest thing. I just got a little smile on my face, and and this is a big deal to me, but probably not to anybody else. You're playing a venue that I've never heard of, but it's in Pittsburgh called The Smiling Moose. And uh, anybody who, who knows me personally knows that that is my nickname, Moose. So I am so psyched because I am going to make it a point to come out to that gig in Pittsburgh on June 14th, 2009 to see you guys. Uh, Moose, we're going to make you smile at the Smiling Moose. Thank you, man. <laughs> Very good. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, thanks, we Nigel. We played that once before. Pittsburgh is always a nice, rowdy type of crowd, too, as well, you know? So um, we, we, we're loving it, man. We're loving every city that we perform in. We've done... 56 cities since July last year. Wow. You know, so right now we're just glad to plant some more seeds and make some new friends everywhere that we go. You know, it's a part of a big experiment. We're trying to build a bridge, you know, brick by brick, and music is what we love to do, and we just feel lucky to be able to do it, man, and to be out here and have, have some fun, you know. Very cool, Nigel. Well, the album is Dat Is Voodoo by Orange Sky. It is up on iTunes. You can download tracks for 99 cents there, or you can buy the full-length CD. It's in just about every CD store. Is, isn't that correct? Yeah, man, apparently. We have, well, the, the, the distribution is true. Sony, Red, Megaforce. Oh, okay, cool. Very cool. So it's um, supposed to be in a lot of the retail places wherever you have CD selling. Look in the old section, and are we supposed to be there close to Aussie? <laughs> Very good. Good place to be. Cool. I guess as close as we could get, you know. Well, Nigel, so. if we could get you to state your name and your band and say you're listening to Talking Metal for a Talking Metal ID, that would be great. Absolutely, man. Whenever you're ready. Cool. Yes, people, this is Nigel from Orange Sky, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Boom! Trying to win the audition Telling lies 